Hello and welcome to the Evident Church Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the Word of God. Whether it's expanding on our current sermon series, exploring a topic of the Bible, or focusing on a specific passage, our hope is that this podcast will lead to Jesus and discover a new appreciation for the Bible. This is Episode 1, Amago Day Recap. All right, welcome to Evident Church Podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm here with Josh Hostler. And this is episode one. Episode one. Of Evident Church Podcast. We've been meaning to do this uh, for quite a while now. And now that it's here, it's kind of surreal. Yeah, it's awesome. This has been in the works and in our hearts and minds for a year or more. So I'm excited. Yeah. Do you want to go over like the process of you know how this came about? Yeah. So really, uh, for background for everybody, um, Nate and I have been getting together, kind of doing some mentoring and discipleship uh, for probably two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, or more, and we'd get together, talk about uh, different doctrines and theological things and uh, series, and we'd always walk away so fired up and so excited. Yeah, it's kind of like our nerdy side. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, but no, we just started talking and said, hey, man, we just think it'd be great for other people. We want other people to be as excited about this stuff as we are, and so here we are. Yeah, people need to know what we're talking about on a daily basis. That's right. That, that's, bas- that's basically it. <laughs> No, but but it's a, it's a good outlet to um, just go take the series that we're going in and just go a little bit a little bit further. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that that you work on on, on mm-hmm. your sermons and a few sermons that I do that I just don't get to share that content because you only have that 25 minutes to you know a half hour time frame, and there's just so much content out there that we get to use this as another outlet to to share that. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that maybe you and I are doing in our own lives, actually, like as far as practices or um, things like that, that we're, as we're growing in our relationship with God, that we want to be able to pass on to people too. Yeah. Yeah. That people might be able to take and adopt and and Mm -hmm. use it in their own way. Yeah. So let's, let's dive in. Um, We just got done with Imago Dei series. You kind of want to share like a little recap on that? Yeah. So Imago Dei is a six week series that we did uh, during the month of July. And uh, the Mago Day means image of God, comes from Genesis chapter 1. And uh, I just really felt, especially in this season of um, COVID-19 and uh, political unrest and things like that, just really important to drill down on some of the key doctrines. And so this one is all about identity, really. It's all about the, the value that we have as human beings uh, because we were made in God's image and then all the implications of that. And then the other part of the series that, we, that I felt was important was we talked about the overall arc of human history. Um, it can seem as though, uh, well, culture wants us to believe that things are always progressing forward, but that's not what we see um, in the pages of, of Scripture. Um, there's kind of cycles to it, but we know there's an overall redemptive story. And there's kind of four parts to it. That's creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And so it's just so important to kind of root ourselves uh, in these basics um, in this season. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's let's dive into, you know, what is Imago Dei? I'll let you start because um this is kind of this kind of a topic that you that you began the series with and I kind of carried it on with the with a sermon that I did. Mm-hmm. So, how about you share that? What is Imago Dei? Yeah, so it's a Latin phrase comes uh it means um image of God comes from Genesis chapter 1 toward the end uh where God said that he made mankind in his image and in his likeness. And so we are the only part of all of creation that are image bearers, that we are made 
um, to resemble God. And so the first part of that that I talked about was that that is the fact that we are made as spiritual beings, and that's how we can have a relationship with God. God is spirit. We're spiritual beings. Um, that's how we can relate to him. We're also moral beings, that God is obviously um, perfect as far as morals. He's the one that establishes those, but he's placed a moral code within us, and so we also relate through that as well. Um, so that's kind of the first part of what the image means. Yeah, and I kind of picked it up with you know, the next part of that. Like, why, why does it matter that we're made in the image of God? And, you know, that, that kind of stems out of that Genesis 1, 26, uh, where he said, let us, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion and rule over the earth. And, and that was one of the purposes that, that we were to, to reign on earth as representatives of God and to take, to take those, those things, the resources, the animals that he had on this planet and work it. Um, I think it says in, in Genesis 2.15 that that God put Adam into Eden to work and mm-hmm. rule over it. And so, yeah, that, that was the idea was to take those attributes that we have of God, those, those, that compassion, the grace, and those parts that we are like God and to reign and rule the earth. And, you know, the idea was that we would expand Eden globally. But that's when mm-hmm. the fall came in and kind of, you know, altered on what that idea, you know, looks like. Yeah, um, there's a there's a term in theology called the communicable at- attributes of God and the uncommunicable mm-hmm. or incommunicable. I'm not sure which one it is, but it means that there are some attributes of God that do translate to us mm-hmm. as his image bearers. There's some that don't. Um, some of the ones that don't would be like omniscience, omnipresence. Right. Uh, we don't have those attributes of God. <laughs> right. Uh, it'd be amazing if we did. But there are some that do translate, um, such as, you know, compassion and grace and justice and um, kindness, really all the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, those are the ones that do translate, that we do bear and represent God um, in those ways. So. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, then, then that that design pattern of ruling over the earth kind of kind of came in with the fall, mm-hmm. and you know, this is maybe where a good point where we can move on to. You know, something that I've always wrestled with is, you know, why allow the fall in the first place? And you know, you know, God being omniscient, knowing everything, you know, why why would He allow something to come in the way of having that global Eden? And, you know, maybe you can take, jump up on mm-hmm. like, you know, how does free will go about that? And yeah, you know, we can build off that. Yeah. Um, you're giving me all these, uh, all these great questions. Uh, it's good though. So um, I think that the most basic answer that we have to that question is that yes, God knew, God knew that the fall was going to happen. Uh, but the only way for there to be true worship and true love, true relationship was for there to be free will. And um, so free will, without the ability to choose, you know, to be with God or not to be with God, that rebellion, um, there's, no, there's no true free will. And so that choice was allowed or available. Um, but I do think we have to believe that God knew that the result afterwards or through all this would be much better than had there not been that opportunity or that option in the first place. Yeah, because 
when you really think about it, and I put this in our notes, the only other option would to like create us as like worship robots. Yeah. You know, that that we would just be governed to God's will only and not have our own ability to to make mistakes, to yeah. you know, kind of have that that sin enter our lives. And you know, one thing that I stepped away with is that you know, God's God's plan never changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we have revelation. We know how the story is going to end. You know, there is no plan B with God. Mm-hmm. Just the route changes on how to get to a global Eden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's actually very beautiful on God. It's it's risky on God's part. Like you said, He could have created worship robots, but there's no relationship there. Um, it's risky to to create creation and human beings with free will because he knows the hurt and he knows the possibility of sin um but it's beautiful that god is willing to risk that and then also to sacrifice himself to be our redemption you know to restore that relationship so the ultimate dream and beauty in the end is that we do get perfection and relationship uh which is so cool yeah and i think it'll be really neat because it almost gives us like the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, it kind of, you know, that sin in us now, we have one aspect of the story, but then later we're going to have that, that restoration of the resurrection mm-hmm. and we get to see how it's going to be in a perfect Edenic state. And, you know, that, that is so rich and there, there's so much love in that, that I'm just excited to see what that part of the story looks like. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you kind of got excited during this series and during some of the prep about thinking about like that second Eden or the second coming. Uh, you had a little bit interesting take on that regarding work. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so I can I can jump in there and I and I kind of touched this on this um, in the service that I preached, but never got to expand off of it. That's why this is perfect that we that we have this outlet to, to mm-hmm. share these nerdy things. But so for all those people who don't like working this this might not be uh your your answer but i think uh i think what it's gonna be like in the second coming after the second coming is that we are going to always work but it's gonna be different it's gonna Mm -hmm. be a perfected work i think god's gonna use the abilities that he gave us to continue to work in eden and we see some we see some verses that that kind of support that so revelation 3 21 says the one who conquers um, that one being us, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. So that's Jesus speaking, telling us that after after his second coming, if we endure through not uh, caving into the ways of this world and that we believe in him and we are in a righteous standing with him, that we're also going to sit down on his throne with him mm-hmm. and we're going to do the work that Jesus is doing on that global Eden. And we know that the authority is his because um, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy in Daniel seven fourteen, and that says, and to him was given a, th- a dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and that's Daniel seven fourteen. So the authority was given to Jesus uh, to have all things, to rule over all things. And it's just, like you said, a beautiful theology that after the second coming, some of that authority, he's going to do 
with us. He's going to share that that responsibility of dominion with us, and we see that in in Revelation three. And, and you know, there's there's some other verses in Revelation where where uh, God's children they're they're there's like that reigning language where we're going to have crowns and different things like that showing that we're going to have some rule with Jesus. And I just think that that's so awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool too. Um, so yeah, heaven is not eternal retirement. Uh, work is not a part of the curse. Adam was working before the curse, right? before Genesis 3. But our work becomes more toilsome under the curse yeah, isn't and that less in- satisfying. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that, that, the, that the curse wasn't that we're going to have to work, mm-hmm. that the curse was that the work that we're doing, like you said, is toilsome. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. And it's not the perfect perfect kind of work that God designed in the first place. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a really big value in work. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about even the creation, you know, God was always, you know, that, that when he did it, it was very good. He mm-hmm. was very satisfied in the work that he did. And even just that work pattern pattern of working for six days and resting on one day, you know, God valued work very much. And, you know, we're, we get to pick up on that type of value during the second coming. And I, I really do believe that, that that's what it'll be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not just awesome. going to be sitting around a campfire singing Kumbaya and uh, worshiping as much as that sounds amazing, I, I think that there'll be stuff like that where we're just praising God throughout the whole process, you know. But I think that there's going to be something more rich that that we get to do mm-hmm. with God. Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing to think about creating things mm-hmm. without having the curse. Um, it's going to be awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and transition and get into a fun part of this. Um, I want to ask you, uh, what was your favorite part of this series or this topic? You know, there's so many cool, cool things that happened in the Mago Day series. Um, but one that I can think of offhand is, is your illustration with um, the broken pieces with the, with the pillowcase. So um, for a little bit of context, you put a cup into a pillowcase and you smashed it with a hammer. And you said that, you know, that that kind of represents our lives that, you know, that that's, we have that brokenness and that it, our lives can sometimes shatter. And then... You said, wouldn't it be amazing if I reached in and I pulled out, you know, a full cup and, and you go in and you go in and you're, you're about to pull out a cup and you're like, no, 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 I can't do that. You know, then the, the, the strong part was, but God can, God can mm-hmm. restore us. Uh, I, I really liked that illustration. Yeah. I had a lot, a lot of fun uh, planning for that and knowing that I was going to do that at both services. It was kind of fun. <laughs> right. It had to be like hard, like the second service. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was out of character for me, but uh, it was a lot of fun playing with everybody. Oh, what about you though? What What's one of your favorite part of the Mago Day series? Yeah, this is very uh, personal to me, but um, you know, I mentioned early in the series that we had recycled this series, which means we used it all the way back in 2012 at, at Evident Church. And um, it was in a season where I was very burned out. And so I got to preach the first five weeks of this series, but after the fifth week, um, walked off, called the elders, and just said, I can't, I can't go anymore. And that led into a sabbatical and rest period. But when I went back um, right now in this series, we just did it to look at week six. Um, the title for the series or the topic was Redemption and Restoration. Mm-hmm. And I had no notes in there from, from uh, back in 2012. But it was really, it dawned on me and it really occurred to me that, um, you know, it's so exciting that here I am. Uh, getting to preach this message, getting a second chance to finish this series, 
as we talk about redemption and restoration, it just felt personally like very satisfying. Um, that I'm getting a second chance to finish the series to preach this message. And so that was really cool for me. No, that is really cool. Yeah. So uh, what is the biggest thing that you think people need to take away um, or do as a result of this series? Yeah, so I, I kind of have two answers with this question. Um, I think that this series should leave us reading our Bible different. So, you know, this idea of being in creation, fall, redemption, restoration, that's that's not a new idea to the Bible. Mm. And that's actually a pattern that kind of like ebbs and flows throughout the entire Bible. You know, that, that was always the implication with God's people, that there is always a creation, a fall, then he redeems and restores, mm. uh, you know, Israel as a nation. And then ultimately they end up fading away and going back through that process again. You know, but we, we live in an interesting interesting time where, you know, we're restored by Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that restoration process is always going to be, you know, there might be times in our lives where we personally, you know, maybe with our relationship with where we stand with God, where personally, maybe we might kind of go through that, you know, but what's unique to us is that, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we will always be in that restoration and uh, redeemed status with Mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just awesome. And then, you know, as the second thing, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, that, that when it comes to the fall, there is no plan B, mm-hmm. you know, none of this, none of what we're living in today is a surprise to God mm-hmm. that, that this is always part of the plan was to have a global Eden and God will get that. You know, we see that in revelation, there's a lot of language in revelation, you know, chapter 21 and 22, that there's a lot of language in there, in there that's similar to Genesis one and two, you know, you Mm -hmm. got, you got the tree of life, you have rivers that flow through, you have even like, even the material, the gold and sapphire and onyx, you know, that's included in both, both of those uh, chapters as well. You know, so God's going to get that. And we see that in Revelation. So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, what about you? Yeah, I just would encourage people, if you haven't read Revelation 21 and 22, go read it. Um, like Nate said, there's so many connections with the Old Testament um, Genesis re- uh, account. So yeah, and that's that's past all the weird, scary part of <laughs> yeah. Revelation. Uh, those those two chapters are a little great. bit easier to understand. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, I love the idea of value and worth and identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a big cultural theme, and it's so important for us as Christians to make sure that we're drawing our identity from who God says we are, and um, our value doesn't come from anything but but God, you know. And so I love that about this Imago Day series that it just reminds us again why that is. You know, we're valuable because God says we are, and um, we're made in His image. So I think it's so important for people to to live with that um, yeah. that foundation. Yeah. Well, man, that's it. That's like all we have today. We got that's this. Crazy. We got this behind us. We got this first episode recorded. Um, if you guys have any questions or you have any feedback, we actually started an email for this podcast. It's podcast at evidentchurch.com. And yeah, if you have any questions that you know, maybe it might even be 
uh, topics that you that you would want, like covered or or passages that you don't fully understand and you might not have the resources or just know to even like where to begin to dig into those things you know email us at podcast at evidentchurch.com and and personally i would love to hear your feedback on you know maybe maybe something that i can improve on you know this is new to us this is our first podcast that we've ever recorded um so th- this process uh can only improve over time yeah, nowhere to go but up. That's right. That's right. And you know, when this comes out, you're you're one one sermon down in the Raising mm-hmm. Hell series. Is there anything coming up that you can share on or do you wanna that or do you wanna keep that a surprise? Uh no, I'd be glad to. So yeah, we just started today. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon, August second, and we just kicked off our new series called Raising Hell. Um and it's a series about the uh, recovering the powerful doctrine of sin, judgment, grace, and eternal life. So I just feel like it's super, super important that as followers of Jesus, especially, um, we ground ourselves in you know what really matters, what's really important, and why we're here. And so I'm excited about this series. It seems weird to say that about a series about hell, but uh, my goal is that we would get fired up about this doctrine, that we would get um, angry about it, not angry with God, but angry um, at the enemy, and that we would um, just get excited again about sharing our faith, about telling people about the good news about Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be really hard for you not to use the fired up puns. I know. <laughs> I know. I keep saying the same lines over and over again, but I actually, I kind of get some weird satisfaction over saying raising hell. <laughs> yes. I think I wasn't allowed to say that word growing up. And so. <laughs> right. You managed to put a curse word into your sermon <laughs> <I did>. series. <laughs> no, but, but I get away with it because it's, you know, we believe it's a real place. So. <laughs> To be honest, no, but but from my takeaway today, you know, there is a beautiful theology within yeah. uh, the doctrine of hell yep. um, that that often gets overlooked. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see where the rest of the series goes. Yeah, the rest of the series, we're going to explore a little bit more about what the Bible teaches about hell, some of the different nuances of that, and then we'll start to talk about some different ways that we can effectively share our faith and uh, tell people about it without creeping people out too much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, do you have anything else? I'm excited for this. Uh, like like you said, uh, if people have questions or comments or feedback, email us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I hope you guys will join us on the next one. We'll do this about once a month and hope it can be a help to you guys. Absolutely. Well, everybody, I hope you have a blessed day. This is episode one and we're done. We did it. Woohoo! You guys have a good day. Be blessed.